Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Bloomberg Intelligence Tech Disruptors podcast. Today, we are very excited to have the CEO of Domo, John, who's going to talk a lot about what's happening in the tech space and how Domo is disrupting the entire space. So without any delay, let me ask the first question to John. John, can you give us a brief history of the company and what exactly does Domo do? All right. Thank you. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here with you. Appreciate the opportunity. And Domo is a super exciting company and an exciting technology. It's, it was started in 2010. Founder was Josh James. And the real focus of Domo is how do you unlock data for mere mortals? You know, that day we all have heard the data stories over the last, gosh, 10, almost 20 years of how important data can be as a lever to drive your business. But it sure feels like we're failing on that promise, right? From a business user standpoint, and that's what Domo's about. I was just, you know, joking with your colleague that when I started writing research for Software World, I think I started with one of the, the older BI companies called Cognos. And, uh, you know, it's been a while that you, you know, the world has developed in such a rapid way. And yet bulk of the data in enterprises lives in silos. So how does your platform gather all that information how does the user use it? So perhaps would love to, to learn more about the product itself. So, you know, I'll start with sort of the end, the end state or the end goal that we work to achieve with customers. And that is putting data in context in the hands of a business user. So I think it's important to make the things that I didn't say there. I didn't, I didn't start first with all the speeds, feeds and all that great stuff. Because what we see as the opportunity today is what we call the last mile, right? It's so much energy as we've seen all of it, the, the investments in how to bring data together and build a data lake, a warehouse, a lake house, you know, whatever you're going to call it today. And it's, it's like we built eight lane super highways to put data into a, a big repository, but then we're serving it to the business users through a cocktail strip. It's like, People are standing in line to get the answers they need. They're really having to wait far too long for insights to run their business. And, you know, I think if you think about the challenge in enterprises from a data perspective, we see kind of a two-fret war, right? They are, number one, trying to build this big scalable architecture to bring data in. But the other side of that, that is, increasingly becoming a bigger and bigger pressure is how I deliver business results. Just having the data in a warehouse doesn't solve a problem until it's put to work. And our mission is to transform businesses by putting data to work for everyone. And that, re that end state is a, an individual, a business user who on their phone or their tablet, their computer, has access to the data, the context they need to, to run their business. So that's the end state. By kind of back up to the technology stack underneath Domo that enables all of this, it's a, it's a cloud native, fully integrated stack that will ingest data. We can house data. We can do analytics and visualization on that data. And then we can build these data apps, which ultimately put that data in the context in the hands and user. So it's a completely cloud native integrated stack that at some companies who might be earlier in their journey, they love that whole integrated stack because it, it solves so many problems at once and they don't have to go 
provide individual tools and manage the integrations between them, which can be very taxing. So they love that complete integrated stack. And other customers want to pull pieces of it because they might have great data ingestion. They might have, you know, analytics and they need Domo just to do that last mile. So who was your customer, the CIO or a division head? Like who was the, the person who was buying this product primarily? We target the business users. So we believe that the, the pain point of the business user is really the unmet need today. And by business user, I mean, for example, O'Reilly Auto Parts is a very large auto parts manufacturer retailer in the United States. And they were looking for a way to more efficiently manage the retail space that they operate in and the store managers of course, have a lot of data that are inputs to their business. It could be inventory levels. It could be what's being bought online and picked up in store. It could even be weather information. You know, do I need to shovel my sidewalk today? Lots of information coming to the store manager. And if they're in the back office managing, you know, logging into different screens, trying to manage these data inputs, they're not really doing the value out of their job, which is managing the retail space and the customer experience. So. In the case of O'Reilly, we worked with them and built an app. They call it their game plan app. And every retail store has access to this app. All the regional managers have access to the, to the app. And now you're on the store floor, actually managing the business and ensuring that the customer experience is right. And you do it from your phone or your tablet. And that is a good example of how putting data in the hands of business users can drive business performance. So if I'm a front office user or a back office user, would my interface be different? Would my data feeds be different? What we think about is you have to have the data in the context of your job, right? So if you are a retail store manager, you need data about your store, your geographic location, your employees, and your inventory level all specific to that store. And it, it needs to be in a user interface or what we call these data maps that are friendly to me. Because the retail store manager is not a data scientist. They don't aspire to be a data scientist. They don't want to log into their BI system. They just want to run their store and serve their customers better. And this is where technology becomes that enabler of the last mile, last consumption point of the data that's been collected. So you don't need to know coding to do that, I, I presume, to learn coding or, you know, you don't need to learn any language to run that. This is probably a point and click system. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Think of the other apps on your phone that you use, you know, when was the last time you read a manual for an app on your phone? <laughs> you know, these things are, are driven by their intuitiveness, their context and applicability to you and your job. And I think that's where a lot of you know, the historical solutions have, have created this unmet need of the business user because they haven't gone the last mile to put it in a, in a, an attractive user interface, something that's attractive yet powerful underneath. Consume data, kick off workflows, those sorts of things. So, you know, with, with that in mind, does it only work with structured data or can you get unstructured data as well in there? We have a, you know, an interesting technology backbone that allows us to work with really any data source, any, any type of data. You know, I think it's, it's interesting to hear the obscure little parts of data that people 
once they're using Domo, they can go find, I'll, I'll give you an interesting example. This was another retailer that we were working with where they had used Domo for a couple of years and they were in a planning meeting and somebody raised the, their hand and said, you know, we have a digital phone system for all of our locations in this state. And we bought a digital phone system because it collects a bunch of data, but we had never used the data because we didn't know how or where we would use it. So they were able to pipe that data into their data app they built with Domo as yet another input to retail store performance. Things like how many phone calls a day are you getting? How many rings does it read before somebody picks it up? How long do people wait on hold? These are kind of un, non-obvious data points about business performance. And when the cost of bringing data into a system is so high because it's hard, then you just don't even track. And our job is to make that easy and to make the consumption. Now, fair point. So you just appointed as a new CEO of Domo. Uh, you know, love to get a little bit of your background. And as you know, what made you take this role? And what do you, I mean, what would be your top two or three things that, you know, you look back in a few years and say, oh, this is what I came to accomplish and, and whether you got it done or not. I couldn't be more excited to be, to be CEO of Domo. This company is amazing. The technology is, an, is absolutely amazing. And, you know, I got here, my, my journey kind of started, I think probably most specifically with the company in Omniture. So I joined Omniture, which was a web analytics company back in 2000, which was also uh, co-founded by Josh Jays. So Josh and I worked together for several years. Then that company was sold to Adobe and Adobe, this kicked off their enterprise go-to-market segment. They're really strong in direct-to-consumer, but Omniture created an enterprise motion. And I worked at Adobe for nine years, loved it, great company, great people, and then left. And, you know, I was really interested in expanding my role as it, as it pertains to data. And what I mean by that was my, my time at Adobe and with Omniture was really deep in data. How do we use data to more efficiently deliver a customer experience and drive growth? But it was, it was really focused on the marketing domain, right? It wasn't, it, it, we, we struggled with moving up in management levels so that executives were using our products to run their business. And we also struggled with horizontal, meaning I want the salespeople to use this. I want the finance people to use this, et cetera. And I, I was always thought that was an untapped opportunity. So when I left it only and, and looked at Domo, I thought, wow, this is, this is powerful. You know, you, you've, if you sit in a staff meeting at Domo, you are going to find probably every single person is going to be going to have Domo open and be looking at the data and, and speaking from a data driven approach. And that goes for finance or sales or marketing or legal for product. It, it just elevated the use of data to a really strong operational component for how businesses are run. And that's what excited me. And you know, that thesis is very attacked today. And we even see it getting, getting stronger. I mean, I think the data agenda is one of those macro trends that is, is continuing to grow in its importance. Oh, that's interesting. I've co covered Adobe for several years and I, I do know that, you know, Omniture did change the direction of the company. So, so very excited to hear that. So now, you know, this has just been a very exciting few minutes that I am learning quite a bit and it's 
you know, bringing up a lot more questions in my head because this data world is so crowded with so many people out there. You know, on one end, you have Snowflake, which is, you know, considering to be a big data warehouse. You can cloud take all the data. Then you have other companies, whether it's AWS specific or Microsoft Power BI. Like there, there is no end to the number of companies you can come across. You know, you have MuleSoft. I mean, there is just no shortage of companies that can be considered as either integration software companies or visualization companies. How, how do you fit into the different ecos, you know, different companies in this ecosystem? I think the easiest way to think about Domo is in this last mile. It, all the companies that you're talking about are really good at bringing data together and you know, it's the warehouses, the data lakes, it's, et cetera. But we're very passionate about how does that data then make it to the hands of an end user who's going to do something. And by an end user, I don't mean a, a, just a data scientist. I mean, somebody like me or, or you, you may be technically much more, much deeper than me, but I want to be able to use data in my job. I want all of the individuals in my company to have data at their finger, fingertips to drive decision-making, drive understanding. And I think it, importantly, it's, it's becoming an ingredient to kick off processes. In, in other words, it's not just, just passing consumption of data. It's using data to then kick off a process that would go back into the organization and write data back into these warehouses. But the, the end goal is how I make the end user more proficient and productive in their job with data. So fine. So, so I'm an end user. I have a very, you know, slick dashboard in my hand and I can figure out how to use it. So let's, let's take, take the example of the auto provider that you said, when you started working with them or when Domo started working with them, how do you, you know, how do you start off? Do you sell it for 50 people, hundred people, and then it scales up? Give me, give me, I guess the life of the selling cycle, how long it is, how, how does it happen? Direct sales force, et cetera, et cetera. I would love to get you know, how do you approach that company and to the point of, you know, execution? We love to find a, a business pain. And so we don't necessarily look for a, an, an IT pain per se. We look for a business pain and that business pain could live in retail. It can live in manufacturing, media, et cetera. And we look for the opportunity to go in and prove ourselves. Our best salesperson is our product. So if we can get that product in. Even if it's a small use case, it might be in a, in a, a department within a region. And we're, we're fine with that because if we can get in and show the power of putting data in the hands of end users with the, the level of speed that Domo brings to the table. And by, and by speed, I mean the ability to rapidly implement Domo is one area of speed. The other area of speed is just the response time on the data that we are able to, to deliver. We've done demos with customers where we, we are showing them a demo using some of their data and they say, well, this, this is great, but I need to see this against my whole data set. Cause there's no way it's going to be this fast against my whole data set. And we'll say, this is your whole data set. It's just so fast and people love that because I think what we're we're seeing, especially now is the, the business pains are when you find them, they're very acute 
And there just is not a lot of time to go through a multi-quarter, multi-year implementation that maybe will give me an answer to my question. I need to know I can implement something in weeks, not quarters. And I need to know that I can roll it out to my team and people will use it. And I need to measure that. So, you know, I, I'm not going to quote this company, but we hear a lot about hybrid cloud and the promise of hybrid cloud. And one of the biggest pitches is, is because a lot of the on-premise data is hidden and, you know, can't be found. But it sounds like your system can actually do that, you know, take data from multiple sources and give them that outcome without having to re-engineer the entire stack. We see the same thing. I mean, we see environments being increasingly hybrid, honestly. And you know, people, are, of course, are are using these big cloud systems or their warehouses and lakes, but there is still a massive amount of information that is, and you know, our, our aspiration is to be able to bring all of that data together. And, and so we view ourselves as, you know, an independent source of, of analysis against existing data. We see ourselves as a leverage against existing investments and, and systems. I think the last thing somebody wants to hear today is you could use our system, but you've got to rip out everything else. You know, you, all these investments you've made over the last decade are wrong and rip it out and replace it with Dova. And that's, that's just not the case. We, we talk about be out of leverage at cloud scale in record time and the speed and the leverage that we could bring to an organization. To, to frankly modernize these investments that they made that are not getting them the results that they're after yet. You know, let's perhaps say, you know, step back and look at the entire market. You know, when you see the TAM of your end markets, how do you break it down? Because, you know, your growth rate has actually been pretty decent and stable for past several years. I'm just trying to, you know, measure in my head as to how many more years of you know, similar growth rates or could be higher. Can you come up with if, you know, depending on the end markets? We think there's, there's more growth. We're, we, as, we aspire to higher growth rates than we're seeing now. And that's, that's probably not surprised to you to hear me say that. And the reason for that is we see, we see data as a massive secular trend that I don't see any any signs that it's slowing down in its volume and variety. And in a lot of ways, we see data as a, a way out of a lot of the challenges that organizations see today. This type of rapidly changing environment that we're in demands a lot of agility. You've got to have very quick decision-making that sometimes you, don't, you have far less data than you'd like to have in order to make decisions. But knowing that you've got the data that's available and you got it in context is helping organizations to navigate some very, very crazy time. So when you are, let, let's say again, I'm the auto dealer and, you know, I, I'm, I'm trying to solve a problem, you know, who along would, would, along with you would be my top two or three competitors that, that will come and try to sell me this solution. And you know, yeah. what makes you, what makes you win in that case or what makes you lose? On its surface, a lot of people say, well, I, I just need to be able to visualize data or I need, you know, BI to solve this, this challenge or answer this, this question. And, you know, our approach is, I think, I think pretty unique because we, we can approach it with a very agnostic 
data and technology perspective. And in the enterprises that we sell into, it's very difficult for them to have one of everything. So if you're a big enterprise, you have one of everything, you have a line of salespeople on your door ready to sell it, you two of everything. <laughs> and, you know, the, the opportunity is to get leverage out of the systems that you've got and address a, a business pain versus a technology checklist. And we think that the, you know, the, the business pain can be revenue growth, it can be business efficiency. We see slightly different use cases in retail, you know, like the, the auto, auto parts company we talked about. We see different pain points in, in media. We've got a large media company that is very interested in sharing data with third parties because they, these third parties, it's, it's sort of an ecosystem where the media, the media platform needs to share information with those people that are developing to put media on their platform so they can you know, better understand performance and push those decisions out to their partners. So all of these, all of these opportunities are, are technologically have a lot of unique characteristics that aren't that aren't solved by today's, by today's hyperscaler systems. You know, one of the things that brings me back is, again, this is several years ago, we got a bunch of companies that came into existence, Hortonworks, Cloudera, that said, you know what, I'm going to give you a system that can grab all the data from throughout the organization, structured and structured. But slowly and slowly, they, you know, they kind of, I, I guess, you know, not completely disappeared, but became less relevant. And a part of that was because the hyperscalers really started coming up with their own products and you can do some of that stuff along with their service. What do you think could happen to you if, you know, the hyperscalers, I mean, they have their own products right now, but so how do you fit into that equation, especially given yeah. that they just have a far more capital at this point? You know, what we see is that when we get in these, in these sales cycles, there is an unmet need. And it, there's an unmet need inside of an organization who's got all of these other tools, but still is not able to deliver an end user product with data that is answering the need of the business users. And I think it's a, you know, it's a matter of priority. The hyperscalers do what they do very well, but they don't close the last mile to put data in context for business use. That is what we do. And it's. It's our, our performance as an organization is dependent on that directly. And it's dependent on the success of our customers in doing that. As a SaaS company, I love the economics because you're very tightly aligned with your customers. My renewal stream is as important and more important to me than my new, new revenue stream. And so tightly aligning with those customers on that last mile on their success is something that the Domo is really passionate about. And that's a big differentiator. I have not looked at your renewal rates or anything. How is the, how, how is you know, how do you, I guess, sell or grow within an account? What's the approximation I should think about in my head? We love that first kickoff call in, with an account. And we, we, we're very open to proof of concept. We'll do POCs with companies because again, our product is our best sales tool. And so we, you know, we love to get into these, to these smaller use cases. That's just great for us. Cause then we will, then we will expand and we can move from you know, the finance department to the marketing department, HR, legal, et cetera. And the power of data, when you, when you expose it, 
to, to managers who haven't used it before in, in this kind of a real time in context way is really amazing. See what sort of outcomes you can, you can have. I mean, it's funny, you can ask a CEO, how many employees do you have? And if you need an exact number, you can tell them how long it takes them to respond to you with an exact number. And that's, you know, a good proxy for how closely they, they have their data. It's, it's little things like that, that once you expose all of this, this information in context, and it just gives you a sense of control and confidence in, in business that's pretty valuable right now. So how did the pandemic change your business? Or what was the impact of pandemic to your entire business? The pandemic, it highlighted a few macro areas or data where, where Domo really excelled, I would say. It, it was, it was a, an ingredient to our business that you know, we, we were able to catch some tailwind there. A couple of examples. So we started working with states very early on as states were trying to understand the COVID impact inside their, their states, like what were transmission rates, what were hospital bed utilization rates, this kind of information in an, in an environment with these systems inside of governments that were just not built to talk to each other. You know, these were systems that lived in silos and there wasn't a lot of intention that they needed to integrate. So we went into several states, Utah and several others and integrated these systems for them so that they could get a real-time view. The governments, the, the governors, their emergency response teams had real-time information on these, these key metrics. And, you know, we, we didn't go in into this that COVID someday is going to subside. And how are we going to, you know, justify with these companies that we've sold to, in this case, governments, that they need to keep working with Delmo? And we worked really hard with these, with these governments to move the, the, that last model visibility of data and action to other departments within the government. So that now we're that land and expand mentality is something that, that we love. And we've done that in with many COVID use cases, but we see that the need for data is a secular trend that COVID is almost amplifying. Are you exposed to any one vertical over the other, or are you skewed towards one uh, particular industry? We're not. We've, we've got a very broad revenue base of customers. There's no, no vertical market that is, that is outsized, no geography or individual customer that is outsized. So that's really, I think it again highlights that data is fairly agnostic in terms of the, the type of business that data is generated from. It can apply in every, every industry, every geo, we think every, every level inside the organization from the CEO down to the front desk. You know, I've always talked about this, you know, I, I think for, for the last 15 years or so about the healthcare industry, how backward it is compared to others when it comes to tech, I guess, adoption. Have you seen any changes in, in your, you know, I guess, cycle of selling into that space? just because it's so controlled in terms of the data access? We've had actually quite a bit of success with customers in that, in the healthcare industry. You know, we had, we presented our customer event just a few weeks ago and talking about the, the massive ROI that they're getting from Domo across 
they have a massive, massive organization. And I think, you know, success with other, other healthcare companies, pharma companies has, has really been very, very strong. I'm not sure it's necessarily seen an uptake relative to the other industries because it's, it's a pretty general, I would say a general uptake that we're seeing across industries. I know you've set a billion dollars revenue billing goal, billing goal. How do you plan to get there? We've got, we've got uh, a couple of areas that we are really focused on this year. Uh, and the priorities that we laid out are number one, we've got an existing sales motion that we really want to continue to invest in because it's working. And so we're hiring salespeople into that, into that sales motion. It's, it's very strong. That's what's really been driving us to, to this 25% plus growth rate for the last couple of years. So we're focused on increasing the sales force into the existing business. And we, we really want to, want to continue to push our traction in the enterprise business. So these are the large organizations where we've got real and good logos and customers there. And we're going to increase our selling presence into that enterprise market. The, the third area is more of a technology area. It's what we call data apps. It's very tightly connected to what we sell, but this is that, that technology that closes that last mile so well, it helps put all this data in a friendly user interface. It's right enhanced usage. So we, we view, you know, the secular growth of the market is certainly exciting to us, but we believe that our own performance against the existing markets that we're selling to can be driven by incremental sellers, incremental marketing, and more exposure to the Delwell product. That, that really is our best sales. You know, perhaps for a couple of few minutes, elaborate on this data apps concept. How is that different from, you know, BI and analytics? Yes, data, data apps is, is so exciting for us because it is the it's what breaks the charts and graphs mentality of BI. It, it breaks you out of this traditional bold of, I produce a report, it shows up to you at 8, 8 a.m. every day, can't change anything, can't click on anything, but there's your report. Data Act is a concept where I take the data and the decision set you need to make around the day, and I put that into an, an and you can think of an app like it's on your, on your phone and that app comes up and there you've got what you need in context of your job, your role, your geography, et cetera. And that is, that is what bridges data into a friendly environment for the business user. And we think that's the next unlock. We hear stats that you maybe only 30% of people in an organization have access to the data that they need to drive their business. We think that is so generous. It's more in the low single digit percents from what we see. People are craving access to data, but they don't want spreadsheet. They don't want standard charts and graphs. You got to give it to me in a way that makes my life easier, makes my job better. So what's one, the misconception people have about Domo? Gosh, I, you know, I think people tend to look at Domo and say, oh, they're a visualization company. And I think, you know, we can do great visualization, but that is not what Domo is about. If I had to change that, I would say Domo is about the last mile of data usability in an organization to close the digital transformation equation they've been focused on years. 
This has been a lot of fun, John. Thanks so much. I just want to make sure to see if you have any final words for our listeners. Thank you very much. I appreciate the opportunity. The only thing I would, I would leave you with is, you know, that the, we view the last mile of digital transformation as being that, that gap between bringing the data together, actually putting it to work. And by putting it to work, it's on your phone, on your tablet, your computer, ready for the context in which you need it. And, and that is such a powerful unlock for digital transformation. And I think it just hasn't been a big enough part of the conversation today. Because it is, it is the next domino to follow the digital transformation equation. Thanks so much and look forward to our next discussion. Thank you very much.